Pittsburgh Steelers fans, it is time once again for another edition of Pittsburgh Steelers Factor Fiction from BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. I am your podcast producer. And remember, Behind the Steel Curtain, the editorial side for all of your breaking Pittsburgh Steelers needs, everything that you want, you will get from BTSC. Look, there's always so much to talk about when it comes to the Pittsburgh Steelers, especially this week with a retirement assistant coaching searches, and an interesting addition at quarterback. It reminds me of the biggest single for Klaus Mein and his epic German band, the Scorpions. Remember the Scorpions? Hey, they're not just rocky like a hurricane. They had a song called Winds of Change in 1990. Listen to these lyrics. The world is closing in. Did you ever think that we could be so close like brothers? The future's in the air. Can feel it everywhere. I'm blowing with the wind of change. And definitely, there are plenty of winds of change in Pittsburgh. So there's surely a lot to wonder about. Take a listen at some bold statements on this and so much more as we label them as fact or fiction. Fact or fiction number one. Fans should be concerned about the signing of Dwayne Haskins. Fiction. Hear me out on this. Definitely, on the contrary. In fact, this is really a perfect signing for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But fans are overreacting to the deal. It's not like they signed the former Ohio State and Washington football team quarterback to a long-term deal. They're not trying to replace Ben Roethlisberger with him. They brought him in on a futures contract. Most always, futures contracts are minimum salary deals with little or no signing bonus. Usually, players sign to future contracts turn to be out just maybe camp bodies. But every once in a while, a team strikes gold here. They did it before with Mike Hilton. They signed him to a futures deal in 2017. He spent a couple of weeks on the practice squad in December of 2016, but they brought him in. He became a great player for the Steelers. Will that happen again with Dwayne Haskins? Maybe, probably not, but it doesn't matter. Sure, the former first rounder and 15th overall pick underachieved, and he really earned a bad reputation for poor play and work ethic in his time in our nation's capital. However, everybody deserves a second chance, and the Steelers could be a good situation for Haskins to turn things around. His quarterback, Alex Smith, said if he could just go ahead and eliminate the distractions, he's going to be fine. They could cut him very easily if this does not work out, because it's a futures deal. There's very little risk, and there's so much high reward if he finds a way to revitalize his career. But once again, the Steelers did not bring him in to be the starting quarterback. He's not there to replace Ben Roethlisberger or Mason Rudolph in 2021. He's actually there to replace Devlin Hodges, and Duck was a QB4 last year. So really, the ceiling might be QB3 for him. And if it works out, it'll be fantastic. If it doesn't, well, we wish him well in his future endeavors, but not a bad signing whatsoever, so don't freak out about this one, fans. Factor fiction number two. The Steelers' offensive line is not going to go through the long rebuild that most fans think is going to need to happen. I'm going to say fact on that. When fans talked about the Steelers' offensive line getting older, they were not incorrect. They are long in the tooth at three spots. Alejandro Villanueva, David DeCastro, Marquise Pouncey. Pouncey is said to be 50-50 regarding next season, but he has a season left on his deal. I kind of bet that he's going to return, 
but the Steelers will most likely draft their future at the center position that he's held down since 2010. They're probably going to do that in April. But if he comes back, that's a good thing. DeCastro was reportedly hurt last season, and with time left on his deal too, he should be back as well. The return of these two will provide veteran leadership for transition for the entire season. So this will be a good thing because you can't completely overhaul it next year. I know everybody thinks these guys have to go, but no, there's a progression to it. The one guy that I do expect to go would be Alejandro Villanueva. His contract is up and speculation is running rampant, actually, that the 32-year-old blindside protector will not return next season to the Steelers and will possibly retire. Look, if that happens, I'd hate to see it because I'm a big, big Al fan, but if he's looking at going, I get it. If that happens, I would think that Shuxo Korafor will move over from the right side, and Zach Banner, should he be resigned, I really think they're going to resign him after being injured against the New York Giants in the first game of the season. He is probably going to get a one-year deal. I know he doesn't have a contract right now, but all signs point to him coming back. He even made a point to put on Twitter that that was the best exit interview that he's ever had, and he's really excited for next season. So I think the writing is on the wall for Zach Banner as well. Remember, Zach Banner is a fantastic run blocker, and in an interview with BTSC, he made a point to say that when he was at USC, Sam Darnold was only sacked four times his entire career there. So that's a big thing as well. I would also think that Kevin Dotson would assume the right guard position. So what you would have in my speculation, you would have Pouncey back at center for one more year. You would have DeCastro there if he's feeling better and he's not hurt like a lot of people thought he was. That'd be really good to have him find at right guard. At right tackle, you would have possibly Banner. That's his natural position. You have Chooks as the left tackle, and you would have Kevin Dotson at left guard. That's a good mix of young and old. That could be a very good offensive line for this team. That would mean that the draft could bring in some new life as well, and the rebuild would not be as extreme as a lot of people would think. Factor fiction number three. Vance McDonald's retirement creates a huge void. Fact and fiction. Vance McDonald was a very valuable tight end for the Steelers since coming over in a trade before the start of the 2017 regular season from the San Francisco 49ers. Although his stats weren't gaudy, the Vanimal was a very valuable blocking tight end as well as a reliable receiver. Remember that stiff arm against Tampa in week three? Whoa. But because of the salary cap, a lot of people thought number 89 was going to be a cap casualty anyways and was going to be released. Vance was not given a lot of targets in 2020, but with Eric Ebron being more of a receiver than a blocker, he was definitely needed. The Steelers are going to need to find a blocking specialist if they don't think that Kevin Rader or Zach Gentry is the right player to fulfill that role. So Vance McDonald's retirement does create a void, but the Steelers would have been the ones creating it anyways if McDonald had not stepped away. Factor fiction number four. The Steelers are not likely to hire a quarterback's coach in 2021. The Steelers have not always had quarterback coaches. When Randy Feetner was promoted from that particular rank of position coach in 2018, it was left vacant for two seasons. 
However, it proved to be a glaring mistake when Ben Roethlisberger went down with an injury in 2019, and young quarterbacks like Mason Rudolph and Devlin Hodges could have definitely benefited from having that sort of mentor. Reports have surfaced that Matt Canada, the 2020 quarterbacks coach, is still the frontrunner for the offensive coordinator post. However, because of the Rooney role, the Steelers need to interview minority candidates, but only have to do one. They've interviewed two. We've seen in the past with this particular role that a more suited candidate can arise because of it, and that happened in 2007 when Mike Tomlin was taken over Russ Grimm and Kent Wisenhunt to assume the Steelers' top job. With Hugh Jackson and Pep Hamilton in the mix now, the Steelers could actually be interviewing for the next QB coach as two of the three mentioned could be getting a job out of it. No matter who gets what, the Steelers cannot afford to have merely an offensive coordinator without a quarterback's coach. Factor fiction number five. 2021 will be Ben Roethlisberger's swan song with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Fact. Look, it feels that way. Ben Roethlisberger is a Hall of Fame quarterback, statistically the greatest signal caller in the history of the black and gold, but all careers have to come to an end. If you were not dealing with a salary cap situation, then you could conceivably build your team around keeping number seven if both sides wanted to keep the party going, but that's not the NFL's way. Ben has essentially priced himself off of the team. If he plays in 2021, he's going to count $41 million against the cap. That could possibly be a quarter of the team's cap money. Ben cannot be re-signed to another deal. It just wouldn't work. The Steelers don't have to move on from Ben this year, even though it would save almost $20 million of a cap hit. But they can't go on much longer without greatly hindering the rest of the team's future. So are we on point or are we way off base? That's fact or fiction. Be sure to check out BTSC for all your Pittsburgh Steelers needs. For Fact or Fiction, my name is Brian Anthony Davis. Check us out each and every week. And that's a fact chat.